This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. And we are back with another edition of, you got it, the Employment Hour here. Anytime you want to call in, it is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. Uh, Lior, you are here once again. We're going to get to the severance pay calculator. As you know, lots of stuff to cover tonight, the week that was. In fact, the rules of thumb that every employee must know. That's what we're going to cover. But first, we always get into the week that was. How was it, pal? Hey, Johnny. Thank you very much. And really uh, great to be back here. Uh, we are uh, talking about employment law, talking about workplace rights. We're educating people. We're informing people. We're advising people about what they need to know if they lost their job, if they had a job, uh, if they're concerned about their job. So call us here. We're here until, of course, guess what? We're here until 6 p.m. to answer all your questions. T- to get us started, to get us uh, warmed up, let's talk about a couple situations that I saw over the previous uh, few days, John. The first situation I'm going to tell you about uh, involves a lady who worked as a salesperson for about seven or eight years. She was uh, uh, you know, in a senior position. Because she was in a sales position, John, she was given flexibility to work from home. Uh, the employer really didn't care about uh, what she did as long as she worked from home. And, uh, and she... Her schedule was such that she worked one or two days from the office. The rest of the time, she worked from home. That's what it was. And she modeled and built her life around that uh, because of the fact that, uh, you know, it's a big deal to work from home. Well, recently, the company got a new HR manager. And the HR manager said, well, I don't want you to work from home anymore. From now on, I want you to work from the office. Maybe we'll let you work one day from home a week, but that's it. Otherwise, you're coming into the office. Now, for this lady, the salesperson, it was a big deal, right? She was used to working from home. She had this flexibility. Her family life was built around it, uh, and she didn't want to change it. And that's when she called me, and she asked, well, hey, Lior, can they do this? Can they now tell me I'm not going to work from home? So here's how this works, John. If the company initially had decided she has to work from the office, that would have been fine. The company did not have to allow her to work from home. But guess what? They did. Once they decided to allow her to work from home, they can't change it back. Okay? They can't then decide, well, from now on, you're going to be working in the office. Once they gave her that right, it's hers. They can't change the terms of employment. Once they do, that's what we call a constructive dismissal. So by changing the deal, now saying instead of working from home, you're working from the office, she has a right to treat her employment as being terminated, leave and get severance. That's a very important thing for our listeners to remember because in some situations, your employer may give you something that they're not required to give you. Uh, They may give you some uh, uh, flexibility, some uh, new responsibilities. Uh, They may extend benefits in some situations where they're not required. Well, if they do that, if they extend those benefits, if they do that, they can't take it back. They can't simply decide, no, We don't want to do that anymore. If they do, it's a constructive dismissal. If your employer changes the terms of your employment in any way, that's not something that's legal. You have to give me a call. We have to discuss that and talk about what that all means. Now, for the second situation I'll tell you about, John, let's talk about how uh, a constructive dismissal, if ignored, could be a big problem. 
I was contacted by a gentleman who was let go. After six years of employment, he was offered three months' pay. That was nonsense. He was owed a lot more than three months' pay. He was owed about six or eight months' pay. Well, here's the thing, though. Beyond that, a few months before he was let go, his salary was reduced by half. He was very unhappy about it at the time, but decided to accept it because he felt he didn't have a choice. So now, John, when the company let him go, they're basing the severance on the reduced salary. So not only did he lose half his pay, he also uh, also lost half his severance. So that's a huge, huge problem for him. Uh, and, And what he could have done back then, John, is he could have rejected this change. He could have rejected the change and not uh, agreed to it. And uh, if he did that, he would have been able to leave with full severance. So remember, if you if you decide to accept the change that the employer makes, that could be held against you. If your employer reduces your pay and then they let you go, you still get severance. But now your severance is calculated on the basis of the lower pay. That's a huge, huge, huge problem. You don't want to do that. You don't want to allow the company to get away with it. And, uh, you know, that's what we call a constructive dismissal. Now, uh, John is having some technical difficulties here. Let me tell you about a neat tool that you need to know if you, uh, if you lost your job. If you lost your job, you're concerned about how much you're owed, you, you need to, call, to use the severance calculator. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. You find out how much you're owed. Severancepaycalculator.com. It's free. It's easy to use. Anyone can use it. It's anonymous. It's something that uh, over 100,000 people have used over the past few years, uh, and, and it's a neat tool. Make it the very first place you go to if you lost your job. It's so easy to use, completely free. Uh, and uh, if you, you go into that termination meeting, you get, you're handed your papers, you, you're looking at it, they're saying, well, you know, here's your three months pay. How do you know if that's appropriate? Maybe it's a fifth of what you're owed. You know what? It probably is a fifth of what you're owed. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Now, we're here till uh, 6 o'clock today. Call us at 604-280-9898. Let's chat or star 9898 on cell. We're happy to talk to you. We're going to address some things today that every employee needs to know. We're going to talk about some rules of thumb that every employee needs to know, no matter who you are, no matter what your job is. The first thing, the first rule of thumb, if you're in a job, is you have to understand the law is your friend. Okay? What I mean by that, I mean that the law is good for employees. A lot of employees don't understand, and, and the law is quite extensive and provides some very significant protections that are available for employees. The problem is many employees, many individuals don't understand that. They don't appreciate that the law is that good and provides these extensive protections. And if they don't understand that, well, guess what? That's a big, big problem because the law can't help you if you don't know what it is, if you're not going to allow it to. There's employment laws that protect you with respect to severance and termination of employment, that prevent an employer from changing your job, that uh, prevent an employer from harassing you or discriminating against you, from providing you protection if you need medical leaves of absence, etc., etc. The law is good. There's almost uh, an employment law that protects you in every situation. So if you're facing a dilemma, if there's a problem and you don't know if you have rights, the answer almost is, yes, you do have rights. One of the things we do on this show every week is we try to inform and advise you about those rights, and we try to make sure that you understand what those rights are, and hopefully we're able to do that. But but if you're not sure, give me a call. It's always easy to get a hold of me. 
it's, it's, it's something that I'm always, always happy to do and, and chat with you and make sure that you know what you're right. Uh, and uh, so don't, don't be afraid. That, that's really the message here. We're going to be talking about some more things that you need to know uh, about your workplace rights with more rules of thumb. If you have a job, hey, you need to know about that. In the meantime, we're here. Call us live, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. And we'll be back after uh, these messages. And welcome back to the Employment Hour. I'm Lior Samfiru, the employment lawyer. And by the way, you can always call me at the office, 604-283-3010. I can email help at employmenthour.com or call us right now, right here on the show, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. Uh, we're going to try to get a call. We have uh, a call on the line. Uh, good afternoon. Well, in any case, uh, well, the caller's on hold. We're going to... Hello, am I on air? Uh, yes, hi, how are you? Oh, hi, good. And yourself? I'm doing great. How can I help you? Um, so yes, um, so I just tuned into your program, and uh, I, I appreciate um, the advice that you're providing. So my situation is that around a um, few years ago, my position was changed, um, and uh, there have been more duties added to my um, uh, job profile. However, I never signed anything agreeing to such. I was basically just informed that uh, due to the company uh, restructuring that um, uh, these would be sort of my new duties. Uh, so I carried on and I continued to perform to the best that I believe I was doing, except that I'm uh, getting uh, feedback as, uh, in terms that um, uh, um that I'm not really meeting these uh, requirements, uh, expectations. So um, I haven't been I'm, I haven't been notified of anything coming up, but I'm just kind of really concerned uh, as to uh, what may happen and, um, and if that does happen, what are my rights? And uh, um, as I heard you mentioning that um, you had to consent to changing changes of uh, um, duties. Uh, for something right. else, right. Now, how long ago did these changes happen? Um, I would say about two and a half years ago. Now, so here's how it works. Back when the changes happened two and a half years ago, you would have had a choice. The choice is you could have uh, accepted the changes as you did, or you could have said, no, I'm not accepting those changes. And if your employer still insisted, you could have treated that as a constructive dismissal. And you would have said, no, leave with severance. Because you accepted them, now because it's been two and a half years, they're your job duty. So now it's impossible to go back, unfortunately, and say, well, you know, I never really wanted those changes to begin with. By virtue of the fact that you've been doing these, these new duties over the last two and a half years, it's now become a term of employment. Now, if you're concerned that maybe they're going to let you go because of the fact that they're not happy with your performance, one other thing to understand is that an employer is allowed to let an employee go at any time and pretty much for any reason as long as full severance is paid. So even though we can't prevent them from letting you go, what we can make sure is that you get severance. And I can tell you it would be impossible to let you go without severance unless you were doing something horrible, unless you were on purpose uh, doing a, a terrible job, which obviously I know is not the case. Now, how long have you worked for this company? 
Um, I would say at least six years. Six years, and what kind of a job generally? What do you do? Um, generally, is um, handling complaints. Okay, and approximately how old are you? Um, um, early 40. Okay, so someone in your situation will be entitled to seven to eight months' pay. All right, seven to eight months' pay. If they let you go tomorrow for whatever reason, they would have to pay you that amount. Now, the only thing I can advise, if, if you are let go, if you're not provided the seven, eight months pay, you got to give me a call. I can help you with that. Not a problem. Make sure that, that you get everything you wrote. On the other hand, uh, if you don't want to lose your job, the best you could do is tell them what your concerns are. Tell them that you're doing your best and these are duties that are, are difficult to, for you to accomplish in the time that you have. And hopefully they'll be helpful and hopefully they'll be understanding. But if not, you need to understand that they won't, will not be able to let you go what we call for cause without severance. They would have to pay you uh, full severance, and for you, that's around seven to eight months pay. Okay? And even, even if they give me an uh, ample amount of time to say, uh, we're, I, th- I thought uh, giving advance notification is part of uh, how much severance I would, I would be entitled for or not. Um, am I right. So, so one of the ways they can meet, yeah, their, their severance obligation. Let's say eight months is the right period of time. Is they can give you eight months' notice. So they could tell you today that in eight months you no longer have a job. In that situation, if they do that, then guess what? Then they would have met their obligations. Or they can give you three months' notice and then pay you for five months. Any combination of notice and pay that results in eight months. If you don't get that, you give me a call and I'll make sure that uh, that everything uh, is taken care of. And that that you're not uh, you're not losing anything. Okay, sorry. Could, could I get your number once again over the air? Yeah, it's six zero four two eight three three zero one zero two eight three three zero one zero. You got it. Thank you very much. No problem. Leor, this is now continuing we, uh, along here. Let's talk about a few other rules of thumb that we need to know uh, in terms of uh, if you have a job. And another rule of thumb is this: if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. Okay, very, very, very important. And if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. Now that applies to to a number of things. If your employer promises you something, okay, and and you make a deal, again, if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. Get it in writing. So if they tell you. Well, you know what? If you do this job for the next year, we're going to promote you. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm sorry. If there's no deal, there's no agreement unless it's in writing. Uh, if if you've provided your employer some uh, a response to a complaint, you want to put that in writing. Anything has to be in writing. If you had a discussion with your employer, maybe there's there's a harassment issue, and you've talked to them about it. Put that in writing. Create a record. Always, always have things documented. Always have things in writing. Never, ever assume that just because you've done something verbally, it's good enough. It really isn't. So you always it's your job always to make sure that, that anything you can gets to be in writing. So what do I mean? Uh, give, let me give you another uh, example. Uh, oftentimes people come to me and they uh, say, you know, someone... My employer is not treating me well. My employer is talking down to me. They're 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 putting unreasonable demands. Uh, I think I'm being harassed. And the answer is, yeah, you of course you're being harassed. And the law says you can't be harassed. The problem in many cases is how do we prove it, right? It's going to be difficult. Your employer is not going to come and say, well, you know, we've harassed you. 
uh, and because of that, uh, we're our bad, we'll pay you compensation. They're not going to do that. So how do you prove it? What? You put it in writing. If someone's mistreating you, send them an email confirming what just happened and what they said. Create that written record. It's so, so important. Uh, if you do that, it's going to be impossible for anyone to say it doesn't exist, that it never happened. So that's always my rule of thumb as a lawyer, as an employee. Always, always understand if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. Now, by the way, guys, uh, our number here at the station, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. Uh, give us a shout. Happy to chat. And moving on to another rule of thumb, and this is important, and, and a lot of people don't understand this. And this rule is there's no such thing as job security. Uh, a lot of people, uh, for, for reasons that make a lot of sense, are, are very upset, of course, if they lost their job, right? Because, hey, I, I've done nothing wrong, so why did I lose my job? I shouldn't have lost my job. Well, you know what? Uh, the law says, unfortunately, that an employer is allowed to let you go as long as proper severance is paid. Most people, when they call me after they lost their job, they're not calling me about severance. They're calling me because they're upset that they lost their job. That's why they're calling me. They're calling me because they don't want to lose their job. They're, they're saying, my I did nothing wrong. My employer was unreasonable. Uh, they should have let someone else go. I was more senior. And, and they're very upset. And I understand that. But remember, the rule is an employer can let you go, but they have to pay severance. Unfortunately, in most situations, employers don't pay proper severance. And that's what makes it a wrongful dismissal. Uh, we're going to take another call. Uh, we have Connie on the line. Connie, uh, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well as well, and uh, thank you for calling. What can I do? How can I help you? I'd like to just ask you a question. Uh, my son was laid off with 11 other truck drivers, and they had no prior notice. He went in on a Saturday, and the 11 people, including himself, were laid off with no severance pay. It went to court through the union. It took months, and he got very little. So my question is... Is there some way that that can be questioned? So here's the problem, Connie. Unfortunately, whenever someone is part of a union, there's very limited recourse. Only the union is allowed to help them, number one. And number two, the, the usual entitlements as relates to severance and termination pay don't apply to unionized employees. Unionized employees would get a tiny fraction of what uh, a regular non-union employee gets. That's unfortunately the way uh, our law works. And because of that, uh, there's really not a lot of recourse. So a lot of what we talk about here in terms of severance and termination pay doesn't apply to unionized employees. It applies to non-union employees. And the other thing is, as I said, any problems that you have with a unionized uh, in a unionized situation, you can't deal with it yourself. You can't hire a lawyer. The only one that's allowed to help you is the union. There's no there's no exceptions and there's no other options, unfortunately. So you're you're limited in that in that situation. So, okay. Connie, that, that's, that's how it works in that situation. In uh, another situation, he was injured due to a safety feature on a digger he was operating, uh, was not repaired, and it injured his hand, and he was on um, leave, and uh, the boss, which was not union, so um, what about a situation like so, Connie, again, only the union has to be the union, and if he is not unionized, then we, we can talk about that. So uh, remember, union, you have to go with the union. Otherwise, you give me a call, 
and we're gonna we're gonna take a little break now. Uh, go to, for the news, and I'll, we'll see you guys in, in a minute uh, and continue our discussion about the rules that every employee needs to know. Be back. Thank you. And welcome back to the Employment Hour on CKNW 534. And give us a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. Oh, you may be bashful. You don't want to call on air. You want to speak to me privately in the office every day, anytime. That's 604-283-3010 or email me at help at employmenthour.com. But we're here till 6 o'clock, happy to chat, happy to answer uh, any questions that you have about employment law. And uh, right uh, during the break, we got an email here I'm going to answer. Uh, Bill asked, is eight months of severance enough for a 62-year-old salesperson with 16 years of service? Well, you know, for our regular listeners, you would know, and hopefully Bill now is going to know, that that's not even close, okay? And, and remember, the main factors that go into assessing severance are age, position, and length of employment. So for, for Bill, after 16 years of service at the age of 62 as a salesperson, I would assess him as being owed potentially as much as 18 months' pay. So if he was offered eight months' pay, that's less than, a th- less than uh, it's a third, really, of what he's owed, uh, even less than that. So, Bill, that's a wrongful dismissal. It's not even close uh, to what you're owed. Uh, you're owed uh, three times that or more. So you have to give me a call, Bill, the office 604-283-3010. Email me, help at employmenthour.com. So, uh, and that takes me to the next rule of thumb that I think everyone needs to know about if you're working. And it's related to that, and that is the fact that your severance offer is inadequate. You have to understand that. If you lost your job, you're looking at a severance offer, you don't need to be an employment lawyer. You don't need to wonder whether your severance is good. I'm telling you right now, it's not good. It's inadequate. Why? Because well over 90% of people, well over 90% of people, when they lost their job, they're offered severance. That severance is not even close to being adequate. It's, it's a lot less than what they're owed. And that happens for several reasons. Uh, in some situations, the employer, him or herself, may not appreciate how much severance they have to pay. They may not know. Uh, they may be under misapprehension. There's so many little misconceptions out there about employment law and workplace rights. Your employer may actually think that they owe you a lot less than what uh, they really do, and they pay you less. The other reason is your employer may hope that you don't know how much severance you owe. Your employer may hope that, hey, if I offer Bill eight months' pay instead of 18 months, Bill's not going to know any better. He's going to accept it, and guess what? I, as the employer... Just saved a lot of money. And unfortunately, most people will accept it because they don't know any better. That's why we do this show. That's why I'm here talking to you on every every week on CKNW because I don't want that to happen to you. If you're owed $65,000 of severance, I don't want you to accept $5,000 of severance. Can you imagine that situation? If I told you that you were owed $65,000 and you accepted five. Uh, you, you'd feel horrible, and you should, right? It, it's awful if that money is owed to you. Unfortunately, this exact situation happens every single day so many times. So that's a rule. If you were looking at a severance offer, the rule is it's inadequate. So you have to do something about it. You call me, you go to the severance calculator, severancepaycalculator.com, or you know what? Maybe you don't like me. Say, I don't want to talk to Lior. Tell you what. Give me a call. I'll refer you to another lawyer, okay? That's how important it is that you speak to someone that's how strongly I feel about it, that even if you don't want to talk to me, talk to someone. 
right here on the air, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. Uh, and uh, so that's a very important rule. And, and it's one rule that once you kind of put that in your mind and you tell others about it, you're going to not lose your entitlements. You're not going to feel uh, down the road. We've had calls, by the way. You may remember in the past where people called me about their severance, and I said, no, you're owed a lot more. Unfortunately, they had either accepted it or it was more than two years ago. There's a two-year limitation period, and then they can't do anything about it. So it's very, very important that you understand that. Now, with that said, we're going to take uh, another call, uh, and uh, let's answer some questions. Good evening. You're on the air. Hi. How are you? Hi, Shirley. I'm doing great. How are you, Shirley? Good. I'm doing fine. How Hi. can I help you this evening? Yes. Um, um, my question is simple. Um, if I feel there's unfairness at work, yeah. um, documenting the wrongdoing and not documenting uh, such, how does it affect it with the severance? So, why don't you give me a more specific example about uh, the situation you're facing? Shirley, you still with us? Yes, yes. Just like treating employer differences, like um, employee differences, like there's. Uh, um, uh, 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 if I'm late for five minutes, or if uh, somebody's late for ten minutes, and then I get reprimanded, and they don't. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So the, the rule is this. Uh, obviously, it, it's bad management and, it, and it's bad HR practice to treat people differently. Uh, that said, it's not always illegal. It's illegal in one of two situations. It, the the uh-huh. first situation is if you're treated differently because of uh, a discriminatory reason. So if you're treated differently because you're a woman and a, a man is treated better, that's discriminatory. If you're treated better or differently because of your age, again, that's illegal. You cannot be treated differently because of your age, uh, medical condition, etc. So if it's if the reason why you're treated differently is because of a of a discriminatory reason, that's a human rights violation, which which would allow you to potentially file a human rights complaint against your employer and also potentially treat your employment uh, as being constructively dismissed. So that's illegal. They can't do that. The other time uh, where treating someone differently is illegal is if it rises to the level of workplace harassment. So if everything you say someone criticizes and puts you down uh, and, and uh, you know gives you a hard time when it's really not needed, that's harassment. An employer is not allowed to harass you. And if you're being harassed, there's legal recourse. Uh, Shirley, does that make sense? Do you, do you understand what I mean? If they're yeah. just treating you differently, maybe because uh, you know the, the boss likes someone else better, that's that's bad practice, but that's not illegal necessarily. Do you understand the difference? Um, yes, I understand the difference. But um, how do, with documenting, like, for example, harassment, um, how is yes. it documented? Perfect. Good question. As I was saying before, the best way to document is, is, is actually to have something in writing. So if an incident happened, the, one of the things you may want to do is actually have some sort of a log where you write something contemporaneously. So uh, June the uh, 5th, here's what happened at 2 p.m. Another way to do that is if, if it's the boss that's mistreating you, send them an email saying, I confirm what happened today at 2 p.m. or you, you said X and Y. Create that record because, as I said before, your boss is never going to just admit, yes, I did it. 
we have to assume that's not going to happen. So you have to either have a journal or a log or even better, send an email to the boss, um, to whoever it is that, that's harassing you, confirming what happened. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's a one-way journalizing log. Yeah, that's that's perfect. As long as it's contemporaneous, you don't want to have the log when you complete three months later, uh, and because that's not good. So if if that's what's happened to you, Shirley, keep a log. Give me a call off air. My number always is six zero four two eight three thirty ten. Always, always happy to chat, uh, and uh, it's it's easy to to resolve these issues if you make the call. As Shirley just did uh, on on air here right now. You can call us at six zero four. Two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on cell, uh, and uh, it, it's something that uh, that a lot of people have questions about. And we're gonna get to another uh, email that uh, I received. This is one is from uh, Daniela, and Daniela asks, or she says, uh, I work at a dentist office, and a new doctor is about to buy the practice. The doctor I am working for has said to all the employees that if we don't go work for the new doctor, then we resign. Is this right? Okay, so a very interesting situation. The short answer, Daniela, is absolutely not. Anytime a business is bought, doesn't matter if it's a doctor or any other business, uh, the business is sold, someone is buying the business, you have a choice whether to accept an offer or not. So if you're if you have an offer from the buyer and you decide not to accept it, your st- employment is still being terminated. You're still owed severance. Now, if you have a good reason not to accept the offer from the buyer, you get your full severance. So for example, your good reason may be that the job is different, less pay, less responsibility, maybe relocating, etc. Then you get your full severance. You shouldn't have to accept that offer. If you don't really have a good reason, and you just don't want to accept it, it's not really what you want to do, you want to maybe go a different way, you still get severance, you get less severance in that situation because you could have accepted a job. So you don't get your full severance. But either way, Daniela, it's not a resignation. So if your doctor that you work for says, if you don't accept this job, you've resigned, nonsense. Remember, no one can decide when you resign. You're the only one that can decide that. No one can tell you if you don't do this, you've resigned. A resignation is something that you do uh, unilaterally and voluntarily. Okay, That's the only way you can resign. So because of that, remember, uh, if your employer does that, you give me a call. I'll make sure you get severance. We have uh, one more break coming. In the meantime, call us here on the show, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on the cell. Call me at the office, 604-283-3010, help at employmenthour.com. This is the Employment Hour on CKNW, and we'll be right back. Back with more of the Employment Hour News Talk 980 CKNW. The number to call in anytime, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Lior, you are back. Having a busy night, pal. <laughs> I am back, and uh, uh, we've had some technical difficulties. I was trying to, to man the ship. Hopefully, I've done okay. But we're here to continue our discussion about employment law and workplace rights and, and to educate and inform people. Hopefully, they can call us, uh, have a chat, and, and, and hopefully alleviate some uh, some of the concerns that people have, John. You had, uh, we, we've uh, discussed these notes, you and I, off show, and that is rules of thumb for every employee must know. And, of course, anytime you, you go to these notes and you make reference to how much severance somebody should get, if they haven't checked it, and I know you've plugged it already, severancepaycalculator.com, that will tell you exactly what your severance offer should be, yeah? 
Yeah, and and uh, you know, it, it really it's a tool that that was created uh, because I, I noticed that people get all these informations from the wrong sources from the Ministry of Labor. We've talked before on the show with the uh, as bad source of information. I've seen people go on golfing message boards and ask their friends on the message boards, "Hey, I lost my job. What should I get?" Well, guess what? I'm not a golfer. I don't know much about golfing, but I know a lot about severance. That's why I created the severance pay calculator, severancepaycalculator.com. If you lost your job, it's automatic. The first place you go to, severancepaycalculator.com. Again, 604-280-9898 to call in. Get uh, you still got some time right up until uh, 6 o'clock tonight to call in and star 9898 on your cell phone. Uh, how far did we get on our notes? Uh, what's our next point? Well, we were going to talk about Mama, John. Talk about oh, Mama. the big one. The big one. Break out the T-shirts. Don't mess with Mama. <laughs> You don't mess with mama, and that, you know that that's a that's a term that uh, John and I kind of uh, coined uh, copyright. Uh, you know, Lior and John, uh, but but really, uh, all joking aside, it's a very important concept, and that is if the, someone is pregnant, if someone's going on maternity leave, an employer cannot do anything to them. An employer cannot penalize them, discipline them, uh, let them go, can change their job in any way. It's actually quite simple, John. If if you're a woman, you're pregnant, you're going you're to be a mad leave, nothing should happen to you. You should continue working uh, and on the same basis. When you're ready to return back to work, you should be given the same job, the same pay. It's not good enough for the employer to say, I want to keep your replacement. It's illegal. It would be a violation of the Employment Standards Act. It would be a violation of the Human Rights Code. So it's very simple. If you're, if you're pregnant, you're going to mad leave, and your employer did anything to you, that's illegal. You give me a call. And this goes the same for the uh, the male end of it for paternity leave. They're splitting the mat leave, uh, you know, time. The same thing goes for the fella, right? Absolutely, the same thing goes for the fellow. In my experience, oftentimes, if an employer is going to quote unquote pick on someone, it's more likely to be the woman. But the law is the same for male and female. Uh, if you're pregnant, if you're having a baby, if your wife is having a baby, you're going to take a parental leave. You can't. No one can do anything to you. Six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight is the number to call in. Got uh, Leanne on the line. Hi, Leanne. Welcome to the Employment Hour. How are you? Fine, thank you. Excellent. What's your concern? Well, I'm a commission salesperson, and I have never received a payment for stat holidays, and I wasn't sure. I've been told that it doesn't apply to me. So does, is that true? So it is, uh, it is uh, different for, for commission salespeople uh, in that situation, but you still get a uh, uh, stat holiday, and, and if your employer refuses to pay her uh, to pay you then you guess what you have to call the ministry of labor for that uh okay. the calculation is different for uh employees that are commissioned salespeople. but as long as you work and, and you meet the requirements in terms of working before and after you have to get paid stat holiday uh and the ministry of labor can help enforce that for you uh, a lot of employers think that just because someone is on commission or sometimes you get paid piecemeal uh, that they don't have to pay that is not true, that it's not legal. You have to get paid. Leanne, you have any other questions moving forward? Again, Lior's number is 604-283-3010. And you still got a few minutes to call in here to the show before we wrap it up for a, uh, another Sunday. 604-280-9898 is your number. Got uh, Sarah on the line. Good evening, Sarah. How are you? 
Hi, uh, thank you for answering my question. Yeah, no worries. What's your concern? Um, right now, um, I'm on probation as a full-time head lifeguard, and then I didn't pass my um, six-month probation, and they've extended it. And I asked to be returned back to my, my auxiliary lifeguard position, um, just because there's a whole bunch of that's a whole other story, a whole bunch of other unfairness going on with how I'm treated in the role. So I said, screw it, um, I want to go back down to my auxiliary position. I was under the impression I could because my offer letter um, says that during my probation, um, they'll evaluate me in that six months' time to see if I'm suitable for the role, and then um, I get to decide if I made the right decision accepting the role. So, Sarah, it really comes down to what the, the agreement said. If the agreement gives you the power, the the, 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 the choice, to go back to that position, then you can, and if they refuse to do that, you can treat that as a termination. On the other hand, most probationary terms would give the employer the power to decide whether you fit for that role, whether they want to put you back in the old role. Uh, so it's really up to the employer. If it gives you the power, you have recourse. If it doesn't explicitly give you the power, Sarah, then unfortunately it's something that it's in your employer's hands and they can decide what to do, and, and they may ultimately decide if, if this position is not, they're not satisfied with your performance, to let you go. Now, they'll have to pay full severance, uh, and, and your severance will include the time that you spent uh, in your previous position. So it's not just the, the months that you spent in this, this recent position. So based on your age, position, and length of employment, you would be owed severance, so at least you know that even if this position may not work out for you, they can't say, because we weren't happy with you during the probationary period, we can let you go without severance. That's not something they could do. They would have to pay you your full severance. Okay, even though I was on probation? Yes, even though on probation, still severance has to be paid, full severance. Okay, and, if, and they have the right to deny me going back to my previous auxiliary position, even though there is nothing wrong with that performance um, in that role. They, they, can, yeah, they could do that uh, unless the agreement gives you the power to make that decision. Yes, they could do that. Okay, because the wording in my offer letter um, for that position does say um, during the six months probation that I get to decide if I made the right decision accepting that role. So in my mind, like it's sounding like if I didn't make the right decision, I get to go back. So send me the agreement. Let me take a look at it, and that's the best way to go. And once I see it, I can tell you specifically uh, whether or not uh, you have recourse in terms of making them uh, give you back the old position. Oh, I think we lost her anyway. Again, moving uh, moving forward, Sarah, the number to get hold of Lior, 604-283-3013, or it's Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. we got uh, about a minute, two minutes left. Let's get to our last one, uh, pal. Temporary layoffs quickly. They're illegal. Nobody knows this, or not many people know this, so give us some, uh, some quick Coles notes on that one. Yeah, a temporary layoff is a situation where your employer says, we're not letting you go, we're just going to lay you off temporarily. Maybe we'll call you back. That's not something they could do. That's not something they're allowed. If you've been laid off temporarily, that is a termination. You can treat that as a termination, require them to pay you your full severance immediately. So a temporary layoff gives you a choice. You can accept it, hope to go back to work, or say, no, I'm going to get my full severance. You're better off doing that. So you've been laid off temporarily. You give me a call. I'll work with you to make sure you get your full severance. 
Excellent work again this evening, uh, my friend. We'll take it for another Sunday. In the meantime, you need to get a hold of Lior, 604-283-3010. It's Lior at employmenthour.com and the tool you know you need to try if you haven't tried it yet, severancepaycalculator.com. Literally hundreds of thousands have used it, come up with the right number where they should be getting for their severance. Till next Sunday, this has been the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.